Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Dig your cleats in. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. The pitch from Acevedo. A drive deep to right field. Down the line. The Mariners win this game 2-1. The dream lives. They're going to the playoffs. The drum is over. Cal Raleigh. Wow. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Covering all things baseball, the big leagues, and the MLB to Portland. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Shut up. And Rutschman will hit a fly ball here. Deep center field. And so long. Adley Rutschman with a moonshot to center field. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. This is the Hot Corner on the Odyssey app and 1080. The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner for a Must Be a Wednesday, but maybe it's always a Wednesday around here. Patrick Harris, Joseph Fisher the third, with you. <laughs> let's, dude, let's go. Let's go. It's like... What's this, up, amigo? This is could not have timed out perfectly. It's March 1st. Yeah, baby. Spring training. Spring is in the air. It's not snowing anymore. Thank God for that. I, I've... I need to go knock on the nearest table that has wood yeah. because it's just yeah. There's no wood in here. This uh, I have this, this small table to the left. This, this station is too fancy that we are only marble and granite now. <laughs> Faux marble. Faux marble. <laughs> you don't have to tell I anybody mean, that. Come on, it is a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying for real marble in here. Real marble, real granite. <laughs> but dude, yes, like the today, walls taste like snozberries. <laughs> it wasn't opening day, but I was very close to wearing my Orioles hat into the office. I felt oh, yeah. like it would have been a stretch, like. You know, I, I you can get away with that on opening day. I feel like sure. in just about any profession, line of work, lawyers, doctors in the surgery room performing open heart surgery with your Orioles hat on. Well, and the good like news is acceptable. And the good news is this stupid show is not like live from a stadium, so you're not that guy that's going to the uh, <clears throat> that's going to the the Royals Twins game and he walks in with his Astros hat on. You ever seen that? You ever go to a baseball game and you see some guy, you're, it's like Yankees, Mariners, and some guy's like in his Red Sox outfit because he's like, I'm going to talk trash to Yankee fans. Um, I mean, I'm not, I won't be the, I think depending on the person and the team, it's unacceptable. Like Yankee fan, you can't pull that. But if I'm an Oriole fan and I'm in St. Louis and they're playing the Brewers and it's like I'm in town and I got my Orioles gear, yeah, I'll rep it. I'll show well, people what's up. I think that's a bad choice, Joe. <laughs> well, again, St. Louis. I love you to death. I think that's a really bad St. choice. St. Louis, that might, you know. Th- there's no beef, though, between, again, certain time and place. Dude, I don't care where you are, Like, man. if I go to a Yankees-Red Sox game and I show up in my Orioles year, like, not a smart choice. Like, people I don't think just... it's ever a smart choice. Like, I saw a picture of Dusty Harrow was at a, a, a Mariner game, like, Five years ago, and it was like Mariners A's, and he like took a selfie with his wife and his kids, and he's in an Astros hat. I'm like, dude, you're just a douche. Like nobody likes that guy. That neither team is playing. Well, like for a long time, I was a Cleveland Indian fan, but I've been to the I've been to a Giants Diamondbacks game, and I had an Indians hat with me, and I didn't wear it. Well, Dusty Baker's one thing, but average Joe here, like if I go to Mariners Angels, I love that I said Dusty Hera and you said Dusty Baker. Oh. It was Dusty Hera. Th- yeah. Those are those are very different. Human well, both beings. Astro fans, I would assume. <laughs> I would assume so. Yes, yeah. but yeah. I'm sure Dusty's got a little well, bit. Well, then of I give Dusty Hera the pass. <laughs> I totally give him the pass. If you were Dusty Baker showing up to a game repping your own team's gear at like a re- two other teams, that's games, different. Like Hank Aaron can show up to well, any uh, game. Also, very confusing. Why are you showing on your day off to another team's that game? That would be interesting. Yeah, he's like scouting. <laughs> Yeah, with the family. Just, just with the family. We're, we're taking pics. We're just checking it out. We're just checking it out. Uh, but yeah, no, Dusty Hera, if he does that, like, 
Whatever. If I'm in a other town or it's an interleague matchup and I rock my Orioles gear, I feel like that's... And the Orioles are not playing. I feel like that's completely acceptable. Okay, it's so just I'm showing at, my love for baseball. Okay, like, so I'm at, I'm at this big Chiefs-Broncos game, and there I am in my Atlanta Falcons hat. <laughs> Dude, rep it. Rep your team. Rep your squad. You can't honestly believe that. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I'm not going to wear one of the teams playing if I don't root for them. You can't honestly. 503-864-6326, the new fan text line. Uh, can you wear your team's your gear, team's gear if they're not, not playing, playing in the game? I think so. Again, I feel like it depends on the team. Orioles get away with it because they're like, oh, look, cute. It's an Orioles fan. If it's a Yankees fan, everyone thinks automatically douche. Like, <laughs> who, who the hell is this guy? But, again, if it's like an Orioles fan or even like a Guardians fan, you know. Then you're a like Marlins fit. Marlins Marlins uh guy made a living off of this. Oh yeah, well, and we think he's awesome. Well, he made a living off of like being a lawyer in Miami. But. And and every time you see him at a game that the Marlins aren't playing, you think to yourself, that's a really cool fan. Yes. No, you don't. You say that's a giant D-bag. Dude, that guy got interviews. You know how many chicks he probably got? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot local MILFs. Well, they saw that he had, you know catcher right behind catcher tickets Dude, for every a, game that's why you got visor in <laughs> november for a world series game hey 25 year old chicks in miami they dig that all right they're into old dudes with visors i guess they do oakley doakley well we do have a baseball show for you guys today um, we do enough of we this, do like meandering around like oh here's some baseball and here's some oh blazer it's Ugh. like no it's baseball yeah there's a lot to Let's get to go. uh we've been gone for two weeks and a decent amount has happened the snow was one of them. Uh, that's why we were not here last week. And can I also just get like a pat on the back for making the executive decision? You did. You called me. I was at work, and you were like, hey, do you think we should do the show tonight? And I was like, Joe, I'm worried if I can just get home tonight. Like, just make a call. Yeah. Uh, so we're back. Um, we've got a few weeks. We basically got this month, four weeks, and then... We're in the full season. we got a lot to get to. We still have to preview the American League East this week. We still have the National League West and the American League West. We will have Big John on soon, as we always do. What a a day for him. What a day for John. Um, We could talk about it, but I think we should just let it... Let it sit. Uh, go to his Twitter page and see what's up with that. Dude, we'll let the man speak for himself in a couple weeks. Yeah, but he'll be here, and we'll chat about that, and we'll get through it. We'll get through a ton of stuff. I mean, like this is uh, what would you call this the other day? Hot corner four Yeah, it would be four point because one point was just you and Voldemort. Yep, R.I.P. Two point was you two and me. Three mm-hmm. was this kind of like limbo situation of the last five to six months. Yeah, which, dude, talk about some bad radio. I mean, not your fine, not, well, not my finest either. Not oh, our finest. Oh, definitely not me. I'm like, what's going on here? I've had like seven beers before this. You know, you just got to sometimes put some things on tape. I'm and just, I'm just listen, here. You so watch I don't film, get you watch film not to see the great things you did. It's to see the things you need to get better at. And that's basically what that is. That's just some bad film that if you want to learn some things to get better, We'll go back over the last six months. That is true. Can you imagine? Yeah, I watch a ton of film. I mean, I only watch me being awesome. But I watch film <laughs> I listen to all my show over and over and over again and just see those small moments where I can get better. I cannot. I don't know about you. I cannot listen to any of the shows that I'm on. Like, you know, when, when Voldemort and I started Beers on Us, I used to listen to every episode for maybe the first seven months because I like wanted us to get better, and I was kind of like, this is probably not very good. It. We didn't know what we were doing. I get it. I get it. And then I got to a point where I was like, dude, the guy in the two chair is annoying. <laughs> and that was me. And it was like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. This guy sounds like a uber beer douche. Yeah. <laughs> That's why sometimes I don't know if it's cooler to be a host or a producer. Like, I produced for long enough that I was kind of like, hey, this is kind of cool. Well, we'll find out. Let other people, you know. It's like the backup quarterback. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. I'll let you know in a year. I'll give you a report. Yeah, when you're the producer of a show, you're like a backup quarterback, and everybody loves it. Well, well backup like, quarterbacks get paid good. That's <clears> the problem. <throat> yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> well, the starting quarterback at this place doesn't get paid very well either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, only a few quarterbacks. Yeah, if you're Mahomes, you're good. But you know, if you're like only a couple of quarterbacks here, you today. know, if you're like Lamar Jackson, it's like I don't know, man, dude, I'm fighting for your life. Out I here. don't know, man. Minimum wage, thirty hours a week. Does that sound good? Just be happier playing, okay? <laughs> I'm just here, so I don't get fined. 
Well, we got a lot to get to. Um, coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we will dive into the American League East. as My um, American League East. Joe's American League East as... A lot of early projections that I've seen are really touting this as kind of a one-team race, and I just don't believe it for the slightest. Um, so that'll be a fun one to dive into. There's a lot of other stuff. There's uh, Manny Machado is super rich, uh, despite all of his best efforts to not be rich. And uh, there's uh, this, like, uh, numbers that move next to the batter's box when guys throw balls. Oh, dear Lord. That we should probably get into. But before we get into <laughs> that, uh, we've got big news for this show that we, we can't wait to share with you guys. 503-864-6326 or 6FAN, whichever you want to say. That's the fan text line lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. Say something. Harass us. We love it. You can find us on social media. I'm on Instagram at PDD085. You can find Joe Fisher on Twitter and Instagram at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. When we come back, 4.0, and we'll tell you what that's all about. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 716 Portland Sports Leader, don't you forget it. We are live from the shadows of the Fremont Bridge. And we're really excited to bring this show to you guys today, to the six people out there. You know, we probably got a ratings bump today. It's like when you fire a coach, you get a little ratings bump. Well, I did um, I did do a little social media pub for the show. Oh, wow. Yes. I always forget that. Like, social, yeah. media, and, well, social I, media and I had a really I big, t- giant falling out. Tagged you in the Instagram post, and I know you didn't see it because you definitely didn't repost it or anything like that. So I don't think I've been on Instagram in two days. Two days. I deleted the Facebook app. The that's other the, day. I was gonna say that's like the only thing you have left. You got rid of Twitter. Oh, dude, I'm a Reddit boy. Oh, <clears> big can't, time. Reddit can't blame boy. you there. But I don't know if Reddit really counts as social media. Oh no, it definitely does. It hundred percent. Well, I don't comment on anything. That's dangerous. I, I'm big on the golf subreddit. Nice. Oh big, yeah, you are big. Big contributor. McMinnville guy. Newberg. Or the Newberg guy. Get it right. The the uh, walking his clubs in the rain. You know what? I'll wrap all of Yamhill County though. <laughs> I'll just take the county on yeah, myself. I'll take the whole county. I'll take Clark County. I'm good with that. Suk and I will fight about it. Uh, welcome to the Hot Corner 4.0. We've been trying to figure this out. Once Voldemort left, Joe and I were kind of sitting in limbo for a little bit. But as we approach the baseball season, which I believe is my seventh or eighth baseball season, I think it's, Joe, your fifth, fourth or fifth, something like that. What, of this show? Yeah. Dude, I got here in 2015. Uh, Ju- oh. t- July 2015, so half halfway of that season, I oh. joined you guys. Oh, yikes. Then this might be my ninth season. Yeah, dude, I got the <clears throat> email, the anniversary email the other day from uh, HR. It was like Rashad Taylor, nine years. You were like, oh. So that means, I mean, you were a year after. I'm a year Rashad. after, yeah, so, so that means I'm eight. Eight years. Okay. Yeah, eight years. Uh, and so as we lead into this, we had to figure it out as Voldemort left us so unceremoniously. Uh, we now, I now sit in this studio with Joe Fisher to my left, uh, as a co-host of this show officially. So Joe, congratulations. Appreciate uh, it. I dude. can't tell you how excited I am to have you in here with me. Well, you know what? Um, 
our families go back. You you know my father. Don't I forget mean, about it. Friend he, of mine. Friend of ours. Shout out to the Lake Twin Theater, though. <laughs> That's the truth. Joe Fisher the second and I go way back. Yeah, Lake Twin Theater. My my daddy built that with his bare hands. With his bare hands. I watched him. Yeah. So that means somebody needs to man the ones and twos. And ladies and gentlemen, we have Jordan Schultz with us Let's for go. the next future until he decides to quit the show. Jordan, hello, my friend. Welcome to the hot corner. Dude. What's going on, guys? I, go. I said it before the show started. I'm, I'm not trying to shine you guys or the audience up. I wanted to be on this show in this seat with you for a long time. So Don't excited, worry. Excited to be back. Don't here. worry about shining the audience up. The only reason we're excited to have you is because you are now listener six to this program. All right. We used to be about four or five, so now we have a guaranteed extra listener. Well, anything I can do to help. No, it's it's fun. I, I have been, been a baseball fiend, obsessed with the Mariners since I could remember so excited to be here yeah it's fun it's uh i remember talking to uh our boss jeff sacramento and kind of talking about you know i definitely strong-armed him i was like hey this is what i want if you don't know i'm a big deal and i get I'm, what i want i'm walking if I don't i'm walking you guys are big deals around these halls and uh and I, I said you know what we could just we could just use a producer <laughs> this show's gonna be way better if we got one and uh, we were kind of just like, yo, like, whatever you do, that's what you guys do. We don't do any of that. And when we heard you came on, I, I've heard you on the radio multiple times, but I've never met you until about, I don't know, a half hour ago. Yeah. Uh, so so it's, it's, it's nice to meet you. Welcome aboard. But it's kind of like you never know. Like, I always knew your chops were good. Like, you, you know, your, your history, your previous past. Oh, you're too kind. How you know how to produce and how you understand radio and stuff like that. But realistically inside i'm kind of thinking like you know well does this guy like baseball who the hell is he no yeah. I, I get it no well you you got somebody correct i actually mentioned you know like what i got hired back in august uh kind of hoped that i would be on this show at some point told jeff our boss like hey i really love baseball you got to get me in on that show if you can and hey we're here in right before 2023 season starting in march and we're ready to go Boy, and i'm where i want to be i'm flattered um i will go back to the point though of the the great pipes, the singing pipes of Jordan Schultz. And I was thinking about this the other day. Oh, stop it. And I was like, I'll well, wipe the floor. I was like, I'll definitely, I was like, I'm definitely the weak link of this show. I was like, but there could be an argument that this is the best singing show Ooh, on 1080. And then I thought, too, huh? I love it. And then I thought, and this could be foreshadowing, hint, hint, <clears throat> that Sports Sunday could be getting. A very similar producer <laughs> that has really good pipes that his name might also be Jordan Schultz. <laughs> and then I remembered that Rashad Taylor has some pretty good pipes as well. So oh, now can Rashad kind of bring it. We need a sing off. Which oh. is not gonna happen. I'm <laughs> a ten eighty idol, is that what you're asking? I know for? the three of you, <laughs> you two and Rashad, is would be like, Yeah, for sure. I'm I mean, cool I'll with that. Sing, like, yeah. I, but me, I'll be the judge, I guess, but you, no way you're getting me singing. Um I've known Rashad for a very long time. I met Rashad at a Buffalo Wild Wings nine years ago, according to the HR anniversary email. Yes, it was um, around that time. And uh, Rashad and I were both nobodies that wanted to be a part of this station, and Rashad came on before me um, because he's a lot cooler than me. And I came shortly after, and so I have a lot of respect and love for Rashad. Uh, Jordan, welcome. I'm glad to hear Thanks, that you are a great singer. If you guys would like to do a competition, I highly advise you and Rashad to battle because I'm going to kill the both of you. Are you? A, yeah, I didn't know that you were such a long tenured <clears throat> singer. I, I, I knew I you mean, baseball guy. Uh, uh, just because I talk okay. like this doesn't mean I sound like this. Well, but I, I am going to say, see, could you pull this off, too. singing off in a dashiki like Jordan Schultz did? Oh, God, did? you pulled out my college days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is, but I am a recorded artist. You are? Uh, yeah. Badass, I've got an album on Listen, Spotify if you're that I get a dashiki, like about you're, 17 you, cents a year off of. I, I'm hoping you're a recording artist if you wore a dashiki at a live concert. Yeah, you have back. Vocals in this photo, for God's sake. Unfortunately, um, you know, I did. I got a scholarship to sing in that choir for college. That was so. That was awesome. You know, backing drums. Did you get a scholarship, Patrick? No, but he's a published, <clears throat> actually, recording artist on on a platform. No, I'm, all, I'm I'm I'm, I'm so. the kid. I'm Griffey here. Listen, right? like I just show up. Do you see some of the hip hop artists that are on Spotify? I don't think that you can Sada, say that I'm on Sada, I'm on Sada, Spotify and that hello, dignifies I host you. A baseball as a good singer. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't think anybody else in this room can say they wrote a parody that was played and got 
four or five thousand people going at a local baseball stadium. I did that. So I mean, and I sang that parody. Not not only wrote it. So see, all right, I'm ready to fight. Let's go, let's go, baby. Uh, But to 1080, the idol. (laughs) I already won one of those. You know, yeah, I want, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I won one of those like as a church competition. It was like a local. I'm from Salem, Oregon, and it was like a like a Baptist whatever idol. And mm-hmm. I won by singing some Josh Groban song. And it just it's so funny to think back on that. And I think I won like a fifty dollar gift card <clears throat> to like a local Christian bookstore. It was it was pretty lackluster. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed to go to those places. Genesis. Um. Yes, Genesis. Yes, that was well, like, the name of my of the college group that I was in. There's what, a local like Mountain Community Collins college. and. No, no. Peter Gabriel? Well, so, okay. I love that band. They, they're awesome. If you want to scroll through the, the Twitter sphere back to December of 22 when this picture was fo- uh, posted, someone comes to Jordan's defense and says that Genesis was one of the top vocal jazz groups in the nation. Some serious awards they won over about 40 years sent a number of singers and music- musicians on to some awesome professional careers and Sports radio stations. So even though the optics aren't all that great, this group was legit. Yeah, but we all know Broccoli Rob was the real star of that show. <laughs> you know, he he gets at me every day. Every day I'm mad that Broccoli Rob got that solo over me. Dang it! Uh, you, uh, Jordan, I want to I want to give you the floor here right now. Um, you like baseball, uh, so let's yeah. let let's let's take you back a long time. You know, like I think back. You know, my my big experience in baseball starts in '94. Okay. Um, the the strike season kind of crushes me because I was really into this team called the Cleveland Indians. Oh, in '95 they went to the World Series. But what really like cemented it is Dave Niehaus, uh, Jr. coming around third. That's a double into the gap. And that's kind of where things start for me. And I am currently a Mariner fan. So, Jordan, I want to give you the floor and, like, tell me a little bit about your journey. Because, like I said, I have heard you on the air multiple times. But I've never met you. I, don't, I don't, To be honest with you, I don't know a damn thing about you. I don't know a damn thing about you either. So, uh, well, thanks. Well, you do. That's thanks. a lie. This guy you that wanted... really wants to host this show but doesn't know anything about me clearly doesn't listen. He's a liar. <laughs> Every time that Voldemort came on, he just made sure that it was turned up. And as yeah. soon as you start talking, he's oh, like, "Down, just turn that down." down. And me. Yeah. Well, I don't. What I'm saying, I don't think I can get an accurate assessment of what you guys are off the air. Is like, come on, listening to you for a couple hours a week is not the same as knowing you. Being I'm P1, way cooler up here than I am in real life. It's <laughs> without a doubt. It no, but being true. a P1 is not the same as knowing you. So excited to get to know you from that angle for sure. Um, but see, so you just kind of want to hear like yeah, when I tell me why you like baseball. baseball because baseball is so majestic. Baseball yeah. is so history. It's so cultural. It's so you know those of us that love baseball. It's kind of what to an extent represents us. Yeah. So I'd I'd love to hear about how baseball has shaped Jordan from a kid to a college kid to you know an adult, et cetera, et cetera. Well, baseball for me, I think a, you know, a lot of guys out there probably feel this way or, or experience baseball this way as well, was with my dad. You know, growing up, I wanted to be a professional baseball player, kind of realized in about middle school that there's no way, you know, even if I worked my tail off, that I'm not going to be even close to what these guys are doing. So I kind of turned on to other things like watching baseball and really learning more about the game from that other end. And kind of at that point, you know, as I was a kid getting into the game with my dad, the steroid era happened. And that made was it, awesome it, it, it made baseball watchable Chicks for everybody dig the long again. ball exactly and so I hit dingers then <laughs> you hit dingers and nine-year-olds want to watch the game because of that i mean i was part of that crowd back in 96 7 and 8 that really kind of came back to the game or came to the game for the first time if i was that young because i was just enamored by what i was seeing griffey was obviously in that home run chase at the time we didn't know about the steroids yet but it's what it turned out to be, obviously. Did you just accuse the kid of steroids? No, I was I'm literally joking, in the I'm next joking, breath I'm about joking, to say McGuire and Sosa, I'm not joking. Griffey. He did it clean. He's one of the only ones. <laughs> no, but other than that, you know, with the steroid era happening, it kind of led into the Mariners and their very successful season in 2001 after making, I think, uh, the wild card in 99 or 2000. So I was already used to watching good baseball, culminating, you know, when I was a 12, 13-year-old with that 116-win season in Ichiro's Rookie of the Year and MVP season and Kaz Hisaki closing it down for the Mariners. I mean, I could talk about their eight all-star uh, roster <laughs> on that team for 2001. Cal Ripken Jr. hitting that dinger out to left field where that plaque still sits, and I still want to call it Safeco, but I'll call it T-Mobile Park. Just many good memories watching baseball. After that, of course, a lot of crappy teams, but 
where I was every summer night at 8 p.m. watching them M's, man. And I grew up that way. Do so. you, uh, uh, as we inter- we we are joined here by Jordan Schultz, uh, producer of the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Um, as a baseball fan, do you find yourself more watching pitching, hitting, or are you an equal level? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, like, what do you like when you just watching a game? You know, what are you looking at? Are you looking at movement on pitches? Are you looking at patience at the plate? Are you looking at defense? All of it. You know, what what do you absorb? I don't think I pay as much attention to defense. Um, you know, besides the shifts and everything, I don't really care about like Which where don't exist. Well, they don't exist now. But I'm talking about like where guys are standing yeah, yeah. at a particular like at bat in the outfield. You move around. I don't care about that. What I care about is the movement on the pitchers. What's going on between you know, the pitcher and the batter mentally. I hate that pitchers were, thankfully they're not able to now, but were able to throw over to first as many times as they wanted to. I don't like that mental game. I want you to go to the plate. That That's kind of where I see. You want mono-mono. Yeah, where I see most of the game because it is. It's a one-on-one game 98% of the time, and I feel like it's won or lost in the trenches of those those guys' minds, the batter and the pitcher. So. Uh, that's great. Uh, you're already failing at your job. We're over. So oh, I'm and supposed you to told talk. Me anything? And I'm supposed to Just get in your set ear his, at the same set time. him up for that. Yeah, dude. Totally. Tell me why <clears throat> you like baseball. Like that's supposed to be like a one minute answer. Yeah, and he didn't tell me to break. So I like baseball because Ken Griffey Jr. hits 50 home runs. Hits 50. There we go. I mean, runs. let's be fair. That's kind of what's helped start things, right? Pretty much. Well, well, yeah. I'm trying to give a <clears throat> decent answer. I hope I'm sounding all right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna continue to grill you with some questions, but. At <laughs> The producer in me knows that we need to break. So when we come back, we'd like to uh, continue this trend of introducing you guys to Jordan Schultz, the new producer of The Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Um, Because there, there's other questions I got to ask because of like where I sit. I don't know anything about you, man. And nobody's listening to the show anyway. And my name is first. So I get to do what I want. And Shaden Sharp might be my new man crush. If your name's not Clay Thompson. Uh, side note, uh, we will still preview the American League East at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Plus, I want to talk about Manny Machado. Uh, when we come back, more on Jordan Schultz. But first, here he is with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we'll dive into the American League East and look at that behemoth. I got a strong feeling it might be more of like a AFC West. This is going to be a gauntlet. Oh, actually, a lot of these teams kind of suck. Well, as long as the Orioles aren't the Broncos, I'm okay with that. The Orioles are not the Broncos, amigo. Better not be. Spoiler alert, the Orioles are not the Broncos. Um, and, you know, Joe and I were just talking in the break, and we know pace of play and pitch clock is a really big thing. And, you know, the no shift and stuff. But it, for me, it's a little fresh. So we are going to wait until next week. I'd like to see some more data. I know that's controversial in today's world where everything is reactionary. And I did my own research from my uncle on Facebook. But for this, which is the future of the game, I'd like to I'd like to absorb a little more. Which I don't blame you for, because I was anticipating talking about it tonight. But I will be honest, I've flip flopped and like gone back and forth like three times already. <laughs> yeah, since, since it all started. So yeah, I think maybe just taking in another week of baseball and just again, I've read some, I've watched some games, I've read some articles, seen different people's approach, and it's, again, I think just getting more of that sample size will be able to give us more of, like, an um, informed opinion on if we think it's uh, good or not. Yeah, I feel like Kawhi Leonard. I love baseball, but I don't know if I want to play baseball today. Whoa. Are you are you questioning Kawhi's passion for basketball? Yes, I am. Well, I'm, quest- I'm questioning his passion for anything in life. Exactly. So. <laughs> Including existing. <laughs> yeah, just... He just is. So I think we'll talk pace of play next week when we break down the National League West as well, which should, in theory as well, be kind of a sexy division. So coming coming up in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'd like to get into this Manny Machado deal. But I'd like to continue our uh, presentation, our congratulatory victory lap here for one Jordan Schultz. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, to... I just called the uh, Pelicans the Hornets in the update, and I'm just going to. 
poo-poo on myself hey, for that one. Wow. I liked the Hornets when they were I'm a New bad Orleans. producer, and I don't even do that. I liked the Hornets when they were in New Orleans. I was a big Baron Davis fan, so I um, I applaud you for that mistake. It's honestly. the nerves, baby. It's the nerves. It's the nerves. It's nostalgic for it's me nerves. here in New Orleans Hornets. Dude, no one's listening, man. No one I, it, I still, I want to be good, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh, dude, I had probably a, failed. a terrible update within the last month, so, you know. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of which, guys, I did uh, want to add to your guys' topic in the first part of the show, asking about, like, wearing jerseys of teams that aren't playing. Yeah, text I, line's in, by the way, Patrick. They agree with me. I, well, they're I, idiots. Well, I agree with Patrick <laughs> on that one, because on the way... Uh, what the hell? Well, I crossed, I think it was the Burnside or the Steel Bridge, but one mm, saw one guy amongst a gaggle of Blazers fans wearing a Phoenix Suns jersey. It's like, okay, See, the this Pelicans is... and the Blazers are playing tonight at Moda. What the hell are you doing in, I'm pretty sure it was a Steve Nash throwback Phoenix Suns jersey. See, again, really? this is where I go. There's a lot of variables here, okay? Like, I hear you initially, you say that Blazers-Pelicans game in a Suns jersey, especially this time. Like, I don't like the Suns. I don't like Darren Booker. In and, like, Same thing. I'm like, what His the name's heck? Devin, by the way. I said Devin Booker? You said Darren. De- oh, I could have sworn I said Devin. Uh, Chris Paul. Oh, I was thinking Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. I was oh, doing yeah. a merger there. Kevin yeah. Durant, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, like right now, I'm not happy about that. But then <clears throat> then you hit me with the throwback Steve Nash aspect, and that changes things. Like, Because this is how I view it. If, I, if the Blazers are playing the Warriors, yeah. okay, I'm a Blazer fan, all right? You know, I grew up in the area. Like, that, like that's my team. But I went to Washington State. Clay Thompson's my favorite NBA player because I lived across the street from him. He's a really nice guy. All right. Go Cougs, all that kind of stuff. Did you get sugar from him at any point? Like, I, if, if he was your neighbor, you know, that's the thing. Oh, the we'll, na- call sugar. Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it sugar. Yeah. We'll call it sugar. In Wazoo? Yeah. At Wazoo, we'll call it sugar. <laughs> um, way, way too close of an analogy there. What is I would do, because I'm a Blazer fan and not a Warrior fan, is I would go to the game in a Washington State Clay Thompson jersey. Because I am not a Warrior fan, but I am a Clay fan. Well, See, that's acceptable. And again, I feel like there's just variables to this. Like, if someone saw you wearing a Wazoo jersey, they're like, what the hell is that? And then they're, they're like, oh, well, that's just Clay a Thompson. sports fan. Come on. They're like, but then they notice it is <clears throat> a Clay Thompson Wazoo jersey. And then they're like, oh, I get it. That, all right, acceptable. But I'd probably be wearing a Blazer hat. See now you're getting into now, just now you're getting people. into territory that's I don't think is acceptable and that's wearing two different the teams. split household thing yeah my wife and I've had this debate because she she was not really a sports fan when we started dating and we've been together for almost twelve years now and married for almost three part of that time was kind of spent educating her on sports a little bit and she would try to wear two different teams going out of the house and I I probably sounded like an ass but I'm like babe it doesn't it's not cool. It just kind of hits the wrong way when you're wearing not one cool, color bro. or the other. And she kind of got mad at me at first, and I understand. And I'm like, ah, crap, I probably shouldn't have just said anything. Um. Well, I, I still need to learn a few things about you, Jordan. All right. Um. Do you have a nickname? Uh, like, what, what do your boys call you? Uh. I mean, Schultzy is kind of my, okay. my, my moniker. What does your wife call you? Um, what do you got? You got like a babe, you a love, a honey. We don't want to know that. Yeah, like, my wife calls me Goomba. Like, oh, okay. See, we call each other Boo or Booba. That's Booba. Kind of the, Ooh, Booba. Booba. Okay, Booba. cool. And that's that's uh, that's most of the time when my wife um, How much do you know about the history of baseball? I mean, I'm a. Anytime I can sit down and watch the Ken's Burns baseball was, documentary, that was going to be in the my... background. I do that, but I would say that historical knowledge is probably limited to. To either that documentary series or other YouTube videos, kind of around that same time from 1920. So, if I asked you who was the best pitcher in baseball in 2000, do you know that answer? Probably Pedro Martinez. That is an excellent answer. Or, that yeah, is I mean, the yeah. answer. Yeah, it is the answer. I, well, I was just watching something today <clears throat> about Mike Hampton getting a 111 million or 120 million dollar deal from the Rockies and being one of the most mediocre pitchers at the time, but yet still getting over actually the first hundred million dollar contract in MLB. Yeah, crazy. The Mets were idiots. Yes. Um, do you know the best pitcher in the 1968 season? <laughs> I mean, we're going back. Are we talking like Sandy Koufax, or is that... Koufax was retired. So, no. So, this is later. The answer is Bob Gibson. Thank you. Yeah, no. So, a little bit later. A little later. Just the greatest pitcher of all time. Something tells me that you know that 68 season and that answer specifically. 68 and 2000 are probably the two greatest pitching seasons It was like when I was like in third grade, and I knew what 12... Like, like 16 times 16 was just off the cuff, ready to go, and I could just get anyone with that. What is that, 144? 
No, that's 12 times 12. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the 80s, you could go like Jack Morris and Dave Steeb, kind of some of the dominant guys of that era as well. But oh, I don't know there's... the 80s at all. So if you know the 80s, you're going to fit in well, because well, I'll, some... I'll need someone to bail me out. There's some gaps. So you know the 60s. I don't know those. Well, I know I... the 80s. You know I mean, those. To be fair, I know so the know 20s, those. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. I don't know the 80s, and 90s, I lo- 2000s. I know the late 1800s pretty good. We've gone over that yeah. Cleveland Spiders roster That is true, dude. Well, back when they uh, the pitching was totally different, and they essentially just kind of it almost lobbed it down the middle on purpose for you <laughs> back in the 1880s. Yeah. Starting pitchers had 60 starts a season. That's true. Well, that, that's no one's all, touching Cy. That's all you did. He's got 513 wins in a, in the month of uh, April <laughs> under, under the lights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan, Jordan, your favorite team is the Mariners. I think you're trying to make something happen with this Jordan thing. No, I'm trying not to. No, I Isaac's, already, to Isaac's already died. It's because I listen to too much primetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, your favorite team is the Mariners, correct? Yes. You yes. bleed the teal. Bleed the teal. Actually, um, it was a color at my wedding. So, so nice. we both, my wife is, and I love that. Teal. A saying, is that a thing? Bleed the teal? Uh, I don't think so. But well, he just, just said it out there, so I, I repeated know. it. I've always described my Mariners fandom as bleeding the teal. Green. Well, I yeah. like I like making up random sports team sayings that aren't a thing. Like, I can't remember what game it was. Oh, I was watching Pitt Syracuse over the weekend, and for Pitt, I was like, yeah, show your claws. <laughs> and it's like, that, like, hashtag show those claws. That sounds dirty in, like, the wrong way. One person retweeted because they were, like, <laughs> right. playing, like, a Fallout video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so who bleed is... The, hashtag bleed the teal. Let's so, make it a thing. So I will ask you, who is your favorite player in the history of baseball that is not a Seattle Mariner? Uh, not a Seattle Mariner. It's either got to be like Mickey Mantle, he, just the the way that he was able to stay on the field, I like this guy, and, and play through all those injuries. And oh man, yeah, I, I'd probably and substance abuse. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a he's like my hero, drunk like, mofo and a degenerate. But damn it, if he's, he's still like, in hit almost he's like me at the, he's like me at the bar, but one of the best players ever. His baseball exactly. player and substance abuse. I mean, that's a combo. It is a combo. Peanut, peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. And all people right. are gonna hate this answer. They're gonna absolutely be like Jordan, you're trash for saying this. But Manny. <laughs> Man Ram Ramirez. Boom! Love Man Ram! One of the best hitters I ever saw in my entire say, life. I was like, you just uh, gave Patrick the right answer. Right One there. of the best hitters I ever saw in my entire life is Manny Ramirez. And he went to pee when he wanted to. Yeah, so it's, like Manny, it's like Manny Pujols, Tony Gwynn, and Ichiro are the best hitters I ever saw in my life. Are we just going to glance over the goes pee whenever you want to part? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that's Manny being Manny, baby. Is that um, a story time with Uncle Patrick that I need? Maybe. A story time with Jordan? The time that Manny just went pee whenever he wanted to? Uh, you're a diehard Mariner fan, so I assume Mariner number one is the kid. It, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's I just, mean, it, it's, it's how we all are. One A because I am a huge Edgar fan, and I love Joey Cora as a kid. No, 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 no. Edgar is way, way. Well, above I understand. That. I understand, but the answer is the kid. Okay, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like Ichiro, Edgar, and then the kid at the top. So to get you prepped, for- number three, Dan Wilson. Oh, stop it! Oh, Bob Wolcott. Yeah, he's in my <laughs> top five. What? What are you? <laughs> Just some diehard. You know, I really like those grinders. Everybody out there. listening doesn't even know who Bob Walcott is. Maybe you two do, but uh, I don't know. Lynch B- is kind of like that. I don't know. Big Buner fan. Huge Willie Bloomquist guy over here. <laughs> Willie Boom Boom. Um, so, to get you a little prep for when Big John comes in, how do you feel about Ichiro Suzuki? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I guess I. I mean, obviously, he's a great player, but did you like him as a player? Did you root for him? Do yeah, you love huge. him? Do you think he's one of the top five best Mariners of all time? Absolutely, and I wish that he never would have left. I can't stand when players go off of, uh, of aging veterans that he could have been a very serviceable, you know, starting 100, 120 games for him and then being the fourth outfielder for the rest of his career. Had to break him up. Give him a shot at the playoffs. But, no, I wish Ichiro would have stayed a, a Mariner his entire career. Don't say that to John. Just a word of the wise. I, I, I've talked. John and I have had some conversations <clears throat> before, like when I'm filling in for Buck, bringing him on prime time and kind of gave him my take about Kyle Lewis and how that was the stupidest trade of the offseason. Essentially, the Mariners just dealing Kyle Lewis for what Cooper Hummel, who is like a 28 year old catcher outfielder combo and then signing oh a veteran. We've for eight million dollars to fill that same spot Uh-oh. as a we've, right-handed platoon hitter, we've struck a chord. Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, leaning on Taylor Trammell as the other platoon guy, and look who gets injured: Taylor Trammell. And now you're without an outfielder, so you have to go sign Cole Calhoun instead of Cup Kyle Lewis. So, I mean, we we can talk about that and John and I's conversation about that. But but yeah, yeah, we, you struck a chord there. Wow, that went off the rails. Quickly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, blocked right. I blocked out right there. I don't know what just happened. Well, Jordan, welcome. We are very happy to have you. 
I appreciate uh, it. Man. I can't wait to do this season with you. It's going to be fantastic. All right, when we come back, let's dive into some baseball, all right? Let's actually get into this. Manny Machado flirted with leaving his team, and it sounds like he's going to stay there for a little bit. And this is one of the most strange, cool, awesome, I don't know what's going on kind of situations. I'd like to get into that next on the Hot Corner Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Love baseball? So do these guys. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. is the new fan text line. 503-864-6FAN. Uh, Keep bringing it. We appreciate it as we switch to that. Uh, I have a sheet in front of me, so I don't even remember it. So I understand if you don't. So put it in your phone. So if you want to text a fan, you can just uh, type fan and that will get it to you. Coming up in 15 minutes, we're going to break down the American League East uh, and see as there are some moving parts on other teams. There's young teams growing. There's windows opening. There's windows closing. And then there's one team that I think is really bad. And so we'll get into that in the next hour and we'll with uh with jordan here with us we'll let him pick who he thinks is going to win that division and this is going to basically judge him for the rest of his life if he gets this wrong uh you don't know anything and you'll be replaced cool degen it up let's go big stakes uh before we do that i want to get into this uh manny machado situation he resigns in uh san diego what what is this an 11 year $350 million contract. This is the second $300 million contract he has signed. Now, he opted out of the original full 10 years, so it's not like an Alex Rodriguez thing where you make $35 million a year for 20 years. But uh, what's really interesting to me on this is I felt like a week ago we were off um, because I wanted to talk about what he had to say. He was kind of talking about open market value and he just came off a he was an MVP contender I mean Joe I think halfway through last season with Voldemort all three of us agreed that Machado at that point was the MVP yeah he was carrying that team yeah and we know your love for Manny um love slash disdain well real quickly you want to know something sad that happened on Sunday Hmm. because I want to say that the contract was uh was announced on Saturday okay so I'm producing Sports Sunday, and I'm writing the... With Joe Fisher and Rashad from 9 to 11. Yeah. Man, thank you for the plug. Here Just, for you, baby. I should have done it myself. But um, as I'm writing that into my update, I put Manny Machado signs a contract extension with Baltimore. <laughs> like it was just off the... And I was just like, and I had to hit the delete button, backspace, and yeah. I'm just like, damn it! And yeah, I, it was a sad moment right there when I, again, realized, I'm like, well, yeah, the... Hasn't been an Oriole for a while there, yeah, Joe, has yeah. he? It wasn't even his last team before the Padres. I know, yeah. Uh, and, but but he was kind of talking about how he's going to test the market, and he had had a really great campaign last year, you know, especially when the Tatis stuff goes down and Soto comes over. He was the heartbeat of that that offensive and defensive team. Outside of pitching, I mean, Machado was the leader. Uh, and he started talking about, you know, I'm going to opt out and I'm going to I'm going to see what market value is. He made some jokes about inflation, which I always find funny when baseball players talk about economy, because uh, I don't think they quite know how that works. Um, but I, I found are it, you questioning Manny Machado's uh, knowledge of uh, macro economics? I am. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, so it was actually kind of a big surprise to me that a contract extension was agreed upon between the two and but once you start diving into it you really see this is a big plus i think for both teams i think the padres get what they want in an all-star mvp caliber player but if you look at this he's only going to make 49 million dollars over the next three years he'll make 21 in 2026 and 35 million a year for the rest of his deal so he has backloaded all of this because he knows they got to sign Juan Soto. They brought in Xander Bogarts because who doesn't need four shortstops on a team? And he is seeing, he has clearly said, I love San Diego and he wants to win a title here. And he's opened the door to allow them to give the real player on that team that needs the money is Juan Soto. And I think previous to the steroid situation, 
they thought that was going to be Fernando Tatis, and that money's already locked in. So now they got two guys that make over $300 million in a contract, and they got another guy who's probably going to ask for almost $400. He's going to want a, he's going to want a Mookie Betts-type deal. You know, he's going to want something slightly less than Mike Trout if he can't argue he's more than Mike Trout. I think this is a good move for the Padres, but boy, they're spending a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money, and I think that when you do break down, when you look at the contract face value, yeah, it's like, holy crap, you're giving that to a dude who is turning 30. I mean, let's face it, it's not like... I thought we had moved on from this. And now, granted, he is... uh, like, listen, he's in his prime. Like, literally just finished an almost MVP campaign. So he's great. You're giving him money at so fun to watch. the right time, but it's not like... I mean, let's be real. Manny Machado's been good a, a long time a long since time. he got here. So he could have gotten Ten this... Ten years ago. He could have gotten this... I mean, when did the Padres initially get him? Or when did he sign this a contract initially? This was three, three years, four ago, years ago. Three, four years ago. So on... Um, it was on fan graphs. And again, like I like this contract from the way that they were able to space it out and make it more team friendly. Because he even said in his press conference, like, hopefully Juan next, like, and Juan Soto's there and all the teammates. So like there's clearly a buy-in from all these dudes, like, mm-hmm. let's make it work together. But it's just a matter of, yeah, it's like you're giving this to a dude who's turning thirty, which last time I checked, you go from thirty to forty and you get older and you're not as athletic and you don't have as much power. I mean, some guys have obviously shown us that's not the case, but there's no Tom Brady in baseball. But again, like the (laughs) only guy that got better as he got older was Roger Clemens. And we all know what that's 12 baby. And also the guys that are still jacking 40, 50 bombs at age 38, 39, 40, they're striking out a lot. Yeah. And they're not really like playing the field. It's like the Adam Dunn's of the world. Nelson Cruz. Yeah, exactly. So, and um, Fangraphs, like, I, I was reading this last night. This is why I texted you. I was like, all right, I want to talk about this because they basically broke down Manny Machado, like, what his – if he signed this same exact contract four years ago with the Padres, this is what his stats would have been like for, like, if he was 26 right now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's like – 29 home runs, 29 home runs, 28, 28, 27. Like, you're getting him from 26 to 36. And he's a natural shortstop that you move to third in kind of an A-Rod situation, and it turns out he's a pretty damn good third baseman, too. But now you're going to get him at age 30, so then, yeah, next year he could definitely have a 30 and 100, but Mm -hmm. the Zips projections have him then going down to, like, 25 and 90, and then 20 and 80, and then 15 and 60. The natural fall-off. Exactly, so it's just like... Yeah, you again, team-friendly deal, but you are giving him a lot of money for essentially the back half of a dude's career. And they also have a lot of numbers here with, like, dudes war in their 20s compared to their 30s. And there aren't a lot of dudes who got better after their 20s. It feels a little bit like in 2015 when the Royals won the World Series and then sold everybody off, or the Marlins in 03. It, it feels a little like... Yeah, we'll pay you some stupid contract down the road because we want a title now. We're not necessarily building for something in the future that the Yankees did in the 90s, that the Red Sox were able to do in the early 2000s. This is a like, we are willing to hemorrhage our future to get one now. All these guys they're going to, giving these big deals, they've identified as the pieces that they think are going to take them together to a World Series. And you're not even mentioning the massive contracts they handed out to Joe Musgrove and you Darvish in the last year. I mean, we're talking pitching. Xander Bogarts is their starting yeah. shortstop. Exactly. And I was reading that it's basically like exactly. Padres, essentially, they, their front office is, they are very optimistic about the future of their franchise when it comes to a, like a revenue standpoint. And like they see themselves It's what it has as, to be. It has to be. They... Again, they feel like they're making a turn with this franchise where they are now going to be in the conversation with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers of the world. Like, put up or shut up with the money and the teams that do, it's going to pay off not just from a performance and player standpoint, but from at the, you know, at the at the gate when people are showing up. Right, because for me, as from a baseball standpoint, I know we got to get out of here, so and, I'll get out on this. From a baseball standpoint, I look at it like this. If Manny Machado's talking about testing the market, if he's talking about you know, j- making jokes about inflation and, and understanding his market value, 
if I'm San Diego, if I'm the GM, and it's funny that Bob Melvin's the manager there because that's what his front office has done for almost his entire career. Yeah, forever, yeah. What, what I say is like, Machado, you're great and I love you, but I'm, I'm on the hook for this Tatis deal, which I didn't see was going to be kind of a, a pain in the butt more than I thought it would be. But I just signed Xander Bogarts. Bogey is not Machado, but Bogey's pretty damn good and he's a lot cheaper. I might have let Manny walk and younger and keep Bogey because, you know, we talked about this. I thought Bogarts was the crown of free agency because you were going to get him on a deal. He's a winner. He's a leader. He hits for average. You can bat him anywhere. He plays solid defense. I would have let Manny walk and just replaced him with, with, with Xander Bogarts. I'll eat some crow. They are the exact same age, which but, is surprising. But the Padres don't care. They're just like loaded up. That's why they got four shortstops. And I know we got to get out of here, but Manny Machado specifically, when you talk about his veteran presence in the clubhouse, he's you could go look and talk about all the players that have spoken so highly of Manny and what he's done since he came from Baltimore and L.A., just turning himself into like, the glue guy. And he, I, I think that's why they had to sign him to what they did. Him at 30 is a lot different than rookie Manny. That's that for sure. That is <laughs> yeah. true. All right, when we come back, it is the American League East. Sounds like a convoluted division. I'm curious what you guys think because I think this thing is pretty straightforward. We'll get to that next. Loaded second hour. Don't go anywhere. The hot corner. Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher, 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 